Nippon Center Studio. It's a Bill King show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. Hot is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's a Bill King show. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Breakdown his site. That's every Tuesday. A little later, Griff in hour number three from the AJC's Dog Nation. Always appreciate that. Hoptown boy, Bill, if you're looking for a titanic struggle today in baseball, go no further than my alma mater, Murray State, playing Kentucky today on ESPN+. I won't tune, folks, I'll tune all that stuff in. I enjoy it. I absolutely love it. Josh in Picktown, Ohio. Bill, C.J. Stroud or Justin Fields? Who's better? I think Fields is better. I like them both. It's not like good and then bad. It's, It's good and better. Yeah, I think Fields is a better player. Fields is, is, Fields is another notch up. In my humble opinion, yeah. If I had, to, if you said, Bill, you got to take one. You cannot waffle. You cannot t- try and tiptoe around it. You got to take one of them. I'd take Justin Fields. Now I'd take Stroud. If you said, Bill, you got to take Stroud. I'd be happy with that too. But no, no, no. It's it's. Josh is saying, Bill, choose. You got to select one of them. You got to go to Council Bluffs today. One of them has to be a quarterback. Not sure who you're playing yet. We haven't picked another team yet. But you got to go and play today at two in Council Bluffs, right over by Omaha, Nebraska. Council Bluffs, Iowa. There's a casino there, too, in case you want to go in there. Have I ever been? I have been in a casino once, and that was in uh, Mississippi. Tunica. Don't think I've been in another one. I've been in a casino one time. (laughs) All you guys that go all the time or maybe you live close to one or something, you've been infinitely more than I have. (laughs) And the only reason I went to that one, I was down there for a uh, football-type convention. Uh, Saban, I've told you, the Saban was speaking. 
This is the summer of 02. And I was heading to the beach, and uh, I decided I was meeting a family down there. I was going to go to this convention and uh, for a day, and I want to hear Nick Saban speak. Now, this is before Nick had won a national championship. This is before the LSU 03. And I went down there and uh, heard him speak, and then I went into the casino, and I had I said, okay, you've got $20 to lose. Because I'm obviously going to lose it, right? I mean, I'm not going in. I'm not going in there thinking I'm about to win something. And it took me about 20 minutes, and it was gone. Maybe less. I don't remember. That's not. And I played the one arm bandit stuff. I, I mean, which is ridiculous. I don't even know. I, I don't even know. <laughs> I just knew. You're going in here to lose this. Just go ahead and get it over with. Get it done. You get it done. Yeah, I would take uh, Fields. He says, okay, Bill, Council Bluffs today, 2 o'clock, 04 Southern Cal, 2021 Georgia. Wow. A generational Georgia defense. 21. Versus... Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush, Dwayne Jarrett, Ray Mayaluga. I'm leaving some out. Wow. What would give between that offense and defense? I'd have to. Wow. Here's my question. And you're talking about Draft picks, NFL players, all over that field. Something would have to give. But the matchup would be Southern Cal's offense, Georgia's defense. That's the matchup. That's that's the debate, right? That's the key main debate. The other part, important too, but that's not the main feature here. The main feature is the superstars on one side versus offense, meaning Southern Cal's offense versus the superstars on the defense, meaning Georgia. Yeah, meaning Georgia. Would they be in the backfield making Leinert and Reggie Bush miserable? Would there be enough protection to where Dwayne Jarrett can do his Dwayne Jarrett things at wide receiver? That's that's the big question. Boy. I mean, because that was a Southern Cal team that in 04 won the Natty. In 03, in one of the polls, was ranked number one at the end. And then in 05, Texas fans will disagree with me, I'm sure. Probably should have won that game if they would have had Reggie Bush in the game on a fourth-down conversion, which would have kept... Vince Young off the field, which was one of the dumbest calls I've ever seen in my life. Now, again, you can't take away from what Vince Young did in that game. It was Superman game. It was clearly a Superman. One of the best individual performances you will see in a college game. Vince Young in that game. Yeah, without question. I'm trying to figure this out. I... 
And remember Georgia, even though the defense was the superhuman part of that team, the offense scored a ton of points. Stetson Bennett's first year to start. Bunch of points. Yeah, bunches, bunches, bunches. And what would be the spread in that game? See, I think the best the best offense we've seen is the LSU offense of 2019. Better than that Southern Cal. Now, maybe maybe LSU had a first-run draft pick at running back. He's not Reggie Bush. Matt Leinart or Burrow, Burrow's a better player. The receivers at LSU or Dwayne Jarrett. Receivers at LSU, much better. And Dwayne Jarrett was good. I tell you what, I'm going to say Georgia wins that game. I'm going to say Georgia wins that game. Um, I don't think Southern Cal just runs up and down the field. You're not going to do that to that defense. Bill, what about what Alabama did to them in the SEC championship game? Yeah, true. Yeah, true. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Look. Georgia was not playing in that game in a do-or-die situation. Georgia did not have to have that game. Now, I'm not trying to take away from Alabama. Alabama dominated that game, okay? Can't, can't. But I remember looking at footage of that, and I didn't sense. The, the, the Georgia defensive front, they did not look like they had a sense of urgency at all in that game. In the second game, they did. But, and I'll take Bryce Young over Matt Liner. Johnny Vegas says, Bill, you're a sports guy. One time in your life you need to make the pilgrimage to circus sports. It could change your life. Well, it's not going to change my life. But I just have no desire. I mean, I just don't. I don't. I can't – no, I know. I'm in the minority. I just can't – I just don't ever think about, hey, maybe me and the boys fly to Vegas. I know lots of people do that, zillions of people, do, and they love it. I know I have friends that plan the same date every year to go to Vegas, and they love it. They absolutely love it. Um, My wife's side of the family, Michelle, always used to go to Vegas. I mean, they would be out there all – loved it. It was – if you said the beach – or Vegas, they're going to Vegas. Loved it. I mean, loved it. And and it was it was like when you're in elementary school and you get recessed. That's what it was like. They loved it. I just have never I'm not wired that way. Jeff too says, Billy, if you ever get to Vegas, they have slot machines in the airport. I won a hundred bucks in one before leaving. <laughs> All I know is I lost my 20 bucks, but I expected to lose it. That's what I think. Rod, a Buckeye in Texas. Bill, I would leave Georgia beating that Southern Cal team in the matchup. Main reason is the crooked nose would leave his best player on the sidelines in key situations. <laughs> okay. Is that that the only reason? No, I got to admit, I'm, I'm biased because I – 
Forever the Alabama 92 defense was easily the best defense I ever saw. I got to take George and put it right there. That's just – I got I to gotta have Cole all-time champs there when you're talking about defenses. Yeah, I mean, just crazy talent. And that 92 team, I mean, that Alabama offense was – there are many highlights from that Alabama offense that year. I mean, they had to win games, right? But, I mean, that that offense was pedestrian. And that defense was generational elite. In 92. Curry Copeland, Antonio Langham, George T. Antonio London, James Gregory. Keep going on and on and on. All right, day to day when we come back. Looking forward to it. Gators Breakdown is podcast. Check that out if you have Omni Nashville Hotel. dream paying off your credit card remodeling your kitchen exploring the rainforest of costa rica whatever your dreams they take some planning and state farm agent austin hardy is right here in the middle tennessee community to lend a hand as your local good neighbor he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dream so whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world call state farm agent austin hardy here in the middle tennessee community like a good neighbor state farm is there Individual rates, coverage, offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions not available in all areas. If you're a small business owner, listen up. Pi Insurance wants to give you one of those aha moments, the kind that could save you money. Workers' comp is probably one of the biggest costs you face. But did you know that insurance providers have flexibility in setting their prices? That's right. But many don't bother giving small businesses the savings you deserve. Instead, you can get lumped in with other businesses and overcharged. Pi Insurance was created to change that. With Pi, you get a quote tailored specifically to your business, and you could save up to 30% with no hassle and no hidden fees. Plus, when you sign up for pay-as-you-go billing your premium is based on your actual payroll not an estimate so your workers comp audit experience is simplified take three minutes to see how much you could save with pie insurance ask your agent for pie or get a quote at iwantpie.com that's iwantpie.com Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get A5 Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob Steak and Chop House. From petite fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks where's the beef, you tell them Bob Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now. And treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville, Bob Steak and Chop House. At the Omni Nashville Hotel. 
As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. I bought a piano for Grace, okay, when she was like 12 years old, and she was really good. Uh, just to get the piano out of the house, uh, and I couldn't sell it, do you know who I gave it to? Kelly Holcomb. Did you really? For, for, his, da- for his daughter, who's now uh, the leading scorer at Lipscomb ba- Women's Basketball. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. College sports. Bill King knows a few things. Gators breakdown. The podcast joins us Tuesday. Today, just a random question. Do you think Florida fans know that Florida plays? Thursday here in Nashville at Bridgestone in the SEC tournament against Mississippi State at noon central time. Do you think any Gator fan knows this? Uh, our good friend Neil Blackman does, Will. That's uh, right. Yeah. Neil, <laughs> Neil can't give up the hoop, can he? He can't do it. He cannot. He cannot. Uh, no, Bill, they're still, you know, they still follow him, of course. But, yeah, you know, their expectations are, are, are not so high uh, right now. You know, we got, finally got off the skid this weekend. Uh, and, and got a win in the season over LSU. But, uh, you know, definitely, uh, you know, some magic needed if they're going to uh, get in the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, once Colin Castleton went down, kind of just changed the season a bit, Bill. They were still in the bubble at that point anyway. Uh, but then, of course, he goes down and you had a three-game skid. And it went over LSU to, you know, send the seniors out the right way. Uh, but, yeah, you know, need some magic this weekend if they're going to make that NCAA tournament. I know you've been concentrating on football, recruiting, players, all that, but the baseball team looks really good from what I've seen. I mean, like national championship threat good. Yeah, Bill, they're, they're definitely a threat. The bullpen is the, is the worry there. You know, they'll get some big leads and, you know, give up. A, they'll have an inning where they give up five, five six runs, so that's got to be fixed. Uh, but that's about it, Bill. I mean, you know, it, the starting pitching's there. Uh, they're, they're just they're killing the ball uh, right now. You know, you know, it's, it's it's rare if they're not scoring over you know ten runs a game right now. Took two out of three over Miami uh, this past weekend. Wasn't able to go to the game Saturday like I was able to. They delayed it a couple of hours uh, there. You know, my parents came down from Georgia, so they had to get back to Georgia. So we weren't able to stay for the the, the you know about almost you know a little over almost two hour de- delay there. But that was a game they lost on Saturday, Bill. But took the game Friday and Saturday or Friday and Sunday. Uh, over, over Miami, so you know you got got a uh, a series uh, a ranked series win there over Miami, uh, ranked number six right now. But yeah, Bill, you're right. I mean, SEC, I think what eight teams in the top twenty five right now. You know, we'll get a better feel for all these SEC teams, but for everything they've been able to do so far, Bill, yeah, you you, you point to bullpen is something they'll need to work on throughout the season, but they'll be a threat come uh, 
you know, once uh, May, June roll around. We've talked about it. I think we touched on it last week. But this projection that's out, and this is not from the SEC office, but it looks pretty accurate until the SEC office acknowledges this. We don't know. But Florida's three permanent football opponents projected as Georgia. That obviously makes sense. But South Carolina and OU. No no Auburn in, in there. Um, does that surprise you, or do you do you agree or disagree with that? Um, I, I, I put this out there last week, Bill, you know, there's a lot of, um, Gator, a lot of Gator fans don't like this. Uh, me personally, if you're going to give me non-conference games, Bill, and you get three permanents and that's the three permanents you just mentioned, if those are three and you get six, six of the other SEC opponents one year and the other six next year, then it's not that big of a deal for me. You know, you're going to have a nice rotation where Florida will play Tennessee every other year. They'll play LSU every other year. Would I like to play those teams more? Absolutely, from what they've built from the 90s and, you know, recently, of course, with LSU as well. Uh, but at least, you know, I, I, I take some good with it too. Now at least Florida plays Auburn probably every other year now. And, you know, Florida lost that rivalry uh, there in the 2000s. And, you know, you get to see that team now every other year. So I, I try to, you know, have some checks and balances, Bill, and, and, take, take, and take some good from – Maybe something bad that's happening. OU being a permanent opponent, uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But when you start thinking of, you know, why wouldn't Florida and Auburn be be one? Well, you know, they're not going to give Auburn, Alabama, Georgia, and Florida. Uh, you know, there's probably got to give them a break there a little bit. Uh, they're going to keep Tennessee and Alabama that rivalry. They're going to keep Alabama and Auburn that rivalry, and Florida, Georgia, uh, Mississippi, Mississippi State, Texas, Texas A&M, of course. You know, I think those are your, some of your untouchable rivalries. You know, so they got to work around those and make it pretty, pretty equal for, for, for everyone uh, as, as best they can. Uh, so not, not, not too big of a hit for me, Bill, since, you know, you're probably the, the way it's going to be structured is you're going to be playing these teams every other year anyway. And, and, and at least we get some rivalries back that we lost throughout the year from previous expansion and we'll get Florida Auburn back. Uh, and, you know, we'll get, we'll get some, we'll get some other, some of some of these other games on a more consistent basis as well. Now the, historical conspiracy theory since Alabama's been a superpower which dates back what 50 years is that Georgia and Alabama never play now they they have to play some in the SEC championship game they played in the playoffs we know that but we're talking about scheduled regular season right now until we get to this new setup in 24 they play twice every 12 years so this will tighten that up some too and by the way Alabama fans you've noticed are not happy Nick Saban about their yeah. projections. And even Nick acknowledged this, which says to me Nick knows this, apparently, or he yeah. wouldn't acknowledge it, that they have LSU, Auburn, and Tennessee. Now, that could be wicked. It can be, Bill, but I, I do look at it since, they're, since there's going to be that other six-team rotation. Right. I think for the most part these schedules are – they're going to be pretty equal most years, I think. Now, you know, will there be some years where somebody will have it easier than others? Of course, but I think given a nine-game conference schedule, it's going to be a little more equal than what we're used to in, in the SEC. Uh, Bill, one one thing Florida fans will point to is this Texas A&M has come into the conference. Georgia's never traveled to Aggieland. They've never been the College Station. Uh, now they've only played Texas A&M once. 
Now, 2020 comes into play a little bit with COVID and messes some things up. But, you know, Florida had to add Texas A&M that year and go to College Station uh, and then go to College Station again last year, <laughs> two years in a row playing Texas A&M. But I think they only hosted A&M once and have never been to College Station since that expansion. So, uh, Bill, I, I do think that things like that now will be rectified, now will be fixed with this new uh, nine-game uh, SEC conference model. I like it. I like the nine games. Uh, the cupcake games don't do a whole lot for me. Uh, and I just, you know, I, I want more good games. I know the TV networks want more good games. I know uh, they like to have these stadiums full now. So I think this nine-game conference schedule uh, really, really sets up well for the SEC. And look, it's going to be a doozy for Florida in 2024 because, Bill, I think we talked about this before, but if they're going to go to that nine-game conference schedule for the 24 season, Florida also has FSU scheduled, of course, but also Miami and UCF. Uh, so that would be a packed 12-game schedule there for the Gators if that stays the same. I don't know if they'll try to maybe move or move the UCF or the Miami games because of this new uh, SEC conference model, but that's something to, I think, look forward to. But if they don't, Florida's going to have a really, really, really tough schedule in Billy Nature's third season. Gator Dave, Gators breakdown. I was thinking schools that never have much of a chance. But if they can get to six wins, they can get to a bowl game and get some kind of reward. You're playing nine league games. That's probably another loss that you could schedule as a win. That could be hurtful to some teams. It can, Bill, and I do wonder if that changes too. Uh, do, is there more of a reprieve now because of uh, of a nine-game conference schedule? Now, I think, you know, what. Uh, whoever decides who goes to bowl games and stuff will have to look at you know, well, we didn't tell you to go to nine. Not everybody plays nine. Or, you know, they'll probably look at the landscape of college football before they make a, a, a change. But also, I don't think a lot of fans want to go see a team with a losing record in a bowl game. That happens, you know, every so often with, a, with an appeal to, to make a bowl game. Uh, but there, so, uh, yeah, uh, I, I do think they'll take a look at it. They'll probably keep it at least at six wins. So you have, at least have, have to have a 500 record to get to a bowl game. Uh, but, Bill, I, I do think they'll take a look at it with some tougher schedules coming up. And, and you know, some of these uh, smaller programs, the lower-tiered programs, uh, now taking a hit because of more conference games. Now, look, I know that's what the SEC is trying to do a little bit, too, uh, with, you know, your lower-tier schools being matched up maybe more often uh, so they can get in that bowl game range. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I think you have to you still have to make it fair uh, a bit for the higher-tier schools at the same time. So they got their hands full, Bill. But, yeah, I think that the schedule model that, you know, you're, you're referencing, I think it's Ross Dellinger putting it out there for, for SI. And I know he's pretty plugged in there to the SEC office. So uh, I, I imagine and that what he's putting out there is what he's hearing. It's probably pretty close. Gator Dave with the Skaters Breakdown. Okay, we've got to do this. Anthony Richardson. And yeah. if he's a superstar pro, I'll be the first to acknowledge it. But all I know is what I see when I see him play football. And it's only inconsistency. Yeah, there's some moments where he looks spectacular. No question. But it never sustains. And now he goes to the Underwear Olympics. And he runs a 4-4-4, and he's got a 40-plus vertical, and everybody's drooling. Is this a put-on, or are people serious that the Underwear Olympics projects him as an NFL star? Bill, I don't, I don't think any different about Anthony Richardson from last Tuesday than I do this Tuesday. Right. I mean, I knew what he was going to go out there and do in the combine. I mean, that was been that's been projected ever since. You know, he's been – on campus the last couple of years, and you see him develop that size and that athleticism. What he did this past weekend 
is not really much of a surprise. Or maybe a surprise that he set some records, but I knew he was going to do a high vertical. I knew he was going to do a, high, a long broad jump. I knew he was going to run fast. I knew he was going to throw a bomb deep down the field, uh, and you know it looked like uh, with ease uh, of a throw. Uh, you know, this past weekend, I think more more importantly, maybe behind the scenes, he impressed some teams with, with some interview skills uh, in, in that part of it. But physically and what we were going to see, that was no surprise out there, uh, Bill. So look, the NFL is going to you know project and, and say, you know, that they're going to draft him on a projection and maybe what he can be. But you're, you're right, Bill, what he is right now uh, does not look like, you know, he can go carry a team in, in, in the NFL and be a successful quarterback. Very inconsistent. Uh, he's, he needs a lot of work. Uh, and, you know, I, I got my doubts too. Uh, it's just from, from what we saw in 13 starts and the, and the 12 he made this past year, it was so up and down. And look, yeah, I, put that, I put that superstar mode on him going into last year. I thought he'd have a better year. Uh, not that it was terrible. You know, if Florida had a better defense, you know, you're not looking at Florida's record so much and, and putting that on Anthony Richardson like I've seen uh, the past few days. You you know, that wasn't necessarily all his fault there for, for Florida's six and seven record. Uh, but, you know, there were times where he could have played better. Uh, you know, he had the great game versus Utah game one. And then the very next week against Kentucky, like he was playing his very first football game ever uh, and couldn't get out of his own way uh, there. So I think that the, the biggest thing, Bill, is maybe fixing some confidence to where he can be a more a confidence and the skills to be a more consistent quarterback. And that was a question from Sam Dog Kirkland and Macon. George, ask Dave how he feels moving forward with where Florida football is going into the spring. Uh, Bill, yeah, well, first practice was Saturday. Uh, so Gators hitting the field. And, you know, of course, you, know, I, you just said underwear Olympics there for uh, the combine this past yeah. weekend. Well, the first couple of practices for spring practice are the same way. <laughs> so, right. you know, we can take what we hear and, and with a grain of salt and, and all that. But uh, it did open up there with, uh, of course, Graham Mertz and Jack Miller being the top two quarterbacks. From what I was told, uh, Miller taking most of the one reps, which is expected to, to, with his experience, at least for the first spring practice there uh Graham Mercer was getting some one reps as well uh when, when you um take a look at just the, the quarterback competition going into spring right now uh but Bill I mean that's what it's going to be uh it's going to be what happens at quarterbacks in Florida and with Austin Armstrong coming in for defense how fast can he make his uh presence felt there uh Corey Raymond is now taking over the entire secondary bill you know previously when Patrick Tony was the defensive coordinator uh he was over the safeties as well while Corey Raymond was just over the cornerbacks uh now with this change oh it was going to happen it was going to happen anyway Corey Raymond was going to take over the whole entire defensive backfield uh and then let Patrick Tony just concentrate more on being the defensive coordinator uh and that's what Austin Armstrong is going to do uh, the, the, as a defensive coordinator there for Florida. So, Bill, heading into spring, of course, that's the two biggest storylines for Florida uh, is making sure you identify your quarterback. Uh, Graham Mertz probably going to be the guy. Can he elevate this team? Uh, and hopefully he won't have to make up for a defense that's just been putrid, Bill, for a few years now. Austin Armstrong coming in, and how quickly can he put his fingerprint on this defense to where uh, they show marked improvement? So that, that, that that's the big storylines for spring, Bill, how, how Gator fans have to feel. It's just more of a – uh, you know where Florida is at right now. It uh, unfortunately is kind of just a wait and see mode of how fast uh, Billy Napier can turn around uh, season one to season two, starting with quarterback and defense. Dave, tell everybody how they can get your content. Yeah, Bill. Everybody can get uh, Gators Breakdown at News4Jacks.com/slash Gators Breakdown on the YouTube and podcast versions wherever you listen 
the podcast at the law of spring practice coverage the last couple of days there, Bill, on Gators Breakdown. Uh, Billy Napier on the microphone over the weekend, a couple of players as well, uh, and some insider news and notes from the first practice that I shared on the podcast. So getting back into the swing of things, talking some football, Bill. Good stuff, man. See you next week. See ya. Gator Dave, Gators Breakdown, that's each and every Tuesday, does a wonderful job. Griff, a little bit later in our number three, looking forward to that Tuesday. A lot of, a lot of baseball, a lot of basketball, man. Yeah, a lot of basketball. I had that UT Chattanooga and what, Furman game. Yeah. <laughs> Furman's a good team, man. UT Chattanooga had a seven-footer. I've seen more seven-footers this year that looked good. Now, again, what that means as a prospect, unclear. But, I mean, Vanderbilt's got a really good seven-footer who's out for the year. Florida had a very good seven-footer. Um, saw one at Furman. I mean, I'm the, obviously the kid in Purdue is really, really good. Seems like they're everywhere. We'll get the break. Coming right back. Omni Nashville Hotel. Sixth annual Mid-State Classic is happening on March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. And this year, it's a doubleheader. For nearly a decade, the City of Columbia Parks and Rec Department has showcased the most highly attended women's college softball matchups in the state. The Sixth annual Mid-State Classic kicks off their doubleheader at 1 p.m. with the Bucks from Motlow State taking on the Chargers of Columbia State. Then at 5.30, the Austin P. Lady Govs battle the Lady Vols of the University of Tennessee. Tickets to the Sixth annual Mid-State Classics are only 10 bucks and are on sale now. Motlow State versus Columbia State. Austin P versus Tennessee. Wednesday, March 15th, starting at 1.30 at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. For tickets and information to the 6th annual Mid-State Classic, log on to ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic or call 931-388-8119. That's 931-388-8119. The 6th annual Mid-State Classic. At Total Wine & More, save big on what you love this month with hundreds of deals. Get up to 35% off over 100 different wines and spirits, including Cabernet, Sparkling Wine, Single Barrel Bourbon, and so much more. These savings are huge, and even better, they're on top of prices that are already the lowest in town. Deals this good don't last long, so visit Total Wine & More to find yours. Love what you find at the lowest price, only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly. B21. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you need a staycation or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. You're staunch Titans fan, season ticket holder, Tim yep. Kelly is OC. Your reaction? Oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> oh, I hate that so Well, all right. Some more uh, tight end bubble screens, right? This sucks, man. Yeah, this is live reaction, dude. I had no idea. Yeah, trash, man. I hate it. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Body clock is set to college football and nothing else. It's Bill King. You're listening to the Bill King Show, the only college football radio show proven to make you smarter. Sam Dog said, Bill, I knew that Dave had some dogs in his bloodline. What part of Georgia are his folks from? He grew up in Georgia. Gator Dave did. He's from South Georgia. I don't remember which city. I'll ask him. I'll ask him, but I know he's from there. He grew up there and um, then got a job in Jacksonville at the TV station there. News for Jax. And I forget, is that a Fox affiliate? You folks down there would know. But but that's the TV station he's been at for a long time, at least a decade, maybe longer. And they really support him. Not only he does a really good job down there, but all his ventures when it comes to Florida – they support him big time. Very, very uh, successful. Gator Dave down there. Hawkeye Jason says, as an econ major and also a college football fan, I love this topic. It's a list, and it's from 24-7, of the current league contracts. Now, it's just the total number. The Big Ten's New Deal, which kicks in this year with football, brand new deal, goes through 2030, is approximately $1 billion. That's right, with a B. $1 billion. Now, think about this. The Big Ten handled this so well. Number one. You've got various networks involved. Obviously, Fox, because Fox is about 50% owner of the Big Ten Network. So, Fox, with more new money. You've got CBS in the new Saturday afternoon window. And you have also NBC and primetime Saturday night viewing. And the contract isn't forever. Another smart move. Not like the ACC did, getting stuck with a contract through 
36. Now, this is way better. This is four times what the ACC's current deal is. So if you're going to get stuck, you'd rather get stuck with a billion-dollar yearly deal than what the ACC's stuck with. But, I mean, the ACC's deal, which is one-fourth the amount per year, also goes six years longer. Another brilliant move by the Big Ten. Brilliant move. That's the most brilliant TV deal. If I'm the SEC, and the SEC's got a hell of a deal too. By the way, next is the SEC. Their deal is for $811 million a year. That one goes through 34. Now, where did they miscalculate? Their deal is too long. As of right now, if I'm going to critique it, that's too long. Big tech hasn't even started investing in any, any of this stuff yet. I, I think they, look, you sign a deal, and they're, look, the SEC's deal is really good. So I'm, I'm nitpicking. I'm, I'm trying to find the, uh, the pimple on the supermodel here. I think she has a pimple on her big toe. Trying to find it. $811 million for the SEC. That one goes through 2034. Big Ten's deal is worth more, and it's more compact. It's over in 2030. Now, you may say, Bill, yeah, but at some point, maybe it's better to have a longer deal because the money's going to run out. Well, here's all I know. For the last 35 years, I have asked the highest level college football people, when's the money going to run out? And the answer is they don't really know, but the answer so far is it never runs out. And it is a continuous spigot that picks up speed. College football revenue, all right, college football revenue has gone up in an ascension, almost parabolic in nature, through all kinds of problems. 9-11, the housing crisis of 08, COVID, the inflation we're experiencing right now, which is awful, right? And the money continues to multiply. It has not been thwarted once. I remember in 08, in 08, with the housing crisis and all the bad loans out there and people losing their jobs and just a huge mess, right? And there were layoffs all over America in all walks of life, right? Including athletic departments that scaled back some. But the money, the TV money, continued to accelerate. It's not stopped once. So I think your your bet right now is to have a shorter contract like the Big Ten does through 2030. I think that's the right bet right now. What's it going to be in 2030 when it's time? Is it going to be $2 billion? I mean, I, I'm, I'm, maybe that's silly, but did you think five years ago somebody, some league would have a billion-dollar deal? Did you think so? A bi- B word, billion. All right. So 811 for the SEC, number two. Number three is the Big 12. Their new deal goes through 2031, $380 million. Now, that's, that's the money they could get. 
That's a pretty good deal for that league, considering you're losing Texas and Oklahoma. So $380 bucks, and it goes to 31 Pac-12 is next, and their deal is up in two years. This year, next year, 23 and 24, I should say. And it's for 250000 or no, $250 million. <laughs> Might as well be, right? And they're not going to get that much in the next deal. They're not. They're getting low-balled because you don't have uh, USC in particular, UCLA. You realize the ACC right now is behind the Pac-12. Now it won't be after this new deal. Pac-12's not going to get it. We'll take a break. I'll be national. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Hey guys, it's Zach. Gear up for golf at Play It Against Sports in Brentwood and Hendersonville during their March golf sale. Swing in and stock up on their huge selection of new and gently used golf gear and equipment. During their month-long March golf sale, you save 10% on all gently used golf clubs. They have the trained staff to help you find the perfect set of golf clubs, a golf bag, golf balls, or a travel golf carry bag for the upcoming season. And they will also buy the golf gear you're no longer using. That's right, every day, all day, you can get cash on the spot for your underused golf gear. They also buy baseball, lacrosse, football, soccer, disc golf, plate weight, hockey gear, and the treadmill that is transformed into a clothes hanger. If you have gear you no longer use or doesn't fit, trade it in for either cash or for store credit towards your next purchase. And you can trust me, not only am I a spokesperson, but I'm a customer. You can always find me in the golf section over at the Hendersonville store. Check out Play It Against Sports in Brentwood and Hendersonville. Tell them your friend Zach over here at Nashville Sports Radio sent you. That's Play It Against Sports in Brentwood and Hendersonville. Golfers, tee it up at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the hottest new arrivals from TaylorMade. Featuring the Stealth 2 Woods and Irons, the new Stealth 2 Woods combines speed and forgiveness to unlock forgiveness. And the new Stealth HD Irons deliver high launch with draw bias to give you the confidence to expect better shots more often. Swing into Edwin Watts Golf Shops and get custom fit today. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, unmatched expertise, unmatched service. Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic. Treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. 
The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. The, these things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. And by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio. college football talk on the planet presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel the Bill King show Kirkland down in Macon by the way remember Eric Manuel played down there went to Kentucky I think got in some trouble is he that was that was in the 80s, so we're talking almost 40 years ago. Where is he? Is he around? Is he in Macon? Did he did he play overseas? He was considered a, a first-team five-star type talent. Didn't really play that way. I was talking to Rex Chapman about that a couple of years ago at the SEC tournament. Remember, Rex came by, and he was on with me for an hour. And we were just talking about past. Kentucky teams and that that part that team got in trouble with the Eddie Sutton Emory Air Freight thing and all that went down there but but Chapman told me he said Eric Manuel was really good he got screwed now, I don't know what that meant or but but he said he was much better than they used him there at Kentucky Chapman ended up leaving to turn pro and be a first round pick but one of his reasons was this whole thing's about to fall to pieces. I'm getting out of here. But, yeah, Kirkland down in Macon. I just – I don't know why I thought about Eric Manuel. Did he come back and coach? Did he did he play over – I don't think he ever played in the NBA. I could be wrong. Says, Bill, Stetson Bennett the fourth is the most doubted player in college football history, but at the same time, is he the greatest closer? Who boy. Stetson Bennett. Now, now let let's let's play this out here. Let's little little mental exercise here. Stetson Bennett has had to figure out some tough circumstances. The Ohio State game. They're a play away from being done in that Ohio State game. Buckeyes have them down double digits, and they're about to. Tap them out, right? I mean, it's and, and there were some come to Jesus moments in that game, and not all the plays were Stetson Bennett, but the quarterback has to be the leader of that, right? We can think of the timeout right before the fake play with Mitch Rossi, my boy, who had a lot of green grass, or the Brock Bowers play that they went back and reviewed and said it was a first down. A lot of moments in that game, right? A lot of moments, um, people, Buckeyes will bring up, you take our best player, Marvin Harrison, who's 
dominating, and that should have been targeting. There's a million, and I'm just saying those are debates there. Those are things people bring up. You may agree or disagree, but those are items that get brought up. But the quarterback's the one who has to be the stabilizer. And here's a guy who saw through the second Alabama game a year ago. First game they got clobbered. And, of course, Kylie Ringo making a big play there at the end to seal it. I mean, there were other moments, other players, an incredible 21 defense, all of that. Brock Bowers making his debut that year in 21. million different people to look at. But his point is Stetson Bennett as a closer and just a team cohesive guy has got to be right at the top. Now, again, you don't have to be the most talented player to have that moniker because you don't think of Stetson Bennett that way. I don't either. But all I know is whatever needed to be figured out, he did it. Even if he'd make a mistake, an errant pass or something. And he's more athletic than you think. I mean, Stetson Bennett, you don't think of uh, Fran Tarkington, right, Georgia, example, Minnesota Vikings all those years. But – you don't think of him as some crazy scrambling quarterback. When dude needed to run, Stetson Bennett made bleep happen. Can I say shite? I think I can say shite. Stetson Bennett made shite happen. He did. Dude closes. Yeah, I, now, now I'd have to think about, I mean, if it's just that category, I think that's a very – Interesting point by Kirkland. LSU in 19 beat you just with crazy personnel, right? As good as Joe Burrow was, we didn't know he was good as he is. We knew he was really good. But they were playing with an NFL star quarterback. And superstar receivers, not just good, superstar. And they just beat you. Now, they were well coached, right? Wonder Boy on offense. Defense was well coached. I, I mean, Dave Aranda. They, so they just beat you with just crazy generational talent. Georgia beat you with a generational defense but a quarterback who probably historically will be underrated, probably, and he's got two natties. He's got two natties. Georgia Dog has a question. I'll hold it. But he says, who you got, Bill? Georgia Dog on the Emerald Coast. Josh in Picktown or Jeff in the Borough in a total meltdown rant after their team Loses a big game. Great passion, delivery, and coherency. Um, that's a really good question. Georgia Dog in one category, though, has misstepped in his question. I'll, I'll let you know. He probably knows. He's got he's got the premise wrong, though. I'll 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 let you know where the correction needs to be made. It's a good question, but i got to make a correction in the delivery of the question when we come back. Hour number three. Griffin, about 20 minutes. 
Omni Nashville Hotel.